Hello, and welcome to Parents at Work, a podcast for moms and dads who want to succeed and thrive at work while they have kids. I am Lori Mahalik-Levin, your host for today's episode. I founded and run a program called Mindful Return that helps new parents return to work after parental leave in a more calm and successful way, and that currently helps 75 different employers to retain their working parent top talent. If you joined us for our last episode a few months ago, you know that Tom Spiegel, my original co-host and the founder of this podcast back in May 2017, decided to move on from his co-host role. I remain grateful to Tom for creating this amazing platform for conversations around parenthood, and I'll miss him as we forge forward with some new episodes. I'm also very excited for the future of this podcast, though. Today, I'm here to welcome you both to the 34th episode of the Parents at Work podcast and to introduce you to my new co-host, Jason Levin, career coach and founder of Ready, Set, Launch, LLC. In addition to being an inspiring coach, a working dad of two wonderful boys, ages eight and 10, and a lover of all things Star Wars, Avengers, Francophile, and Bourbon, Jason is my husband and partner in crime on our parenthood journey. Today, I'll be interviewing Jason about his own working parent path, and his thoughts on co-hosting this podcast. And then in our next episode, Jason will join me as co-host to interview working parents in yet another industry. Welcome, Jason. Great to be here, Lori. So Jason, let's kick off as we always do on this podcast by telling the listeners a little bit about your own personal working parent journey. Well, when you think of the working parent journey for us, this was 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, I was running a remote sales team for a career website. And at the time, the competitors in our space was quite challenging. And so our organization was getting rid of remote employees. And if you can think 10 years ago that organizations were uh, reducing remote uh, work is quite uh, amusing in 2021. But our our son was six months at the time when I got laid off. And so talking about a challenge within a challenge, I remember going to you and saying that I think that they're going to be letting me go. And your insightful thoughts immediately, well, Jason, you've been coaching on the side for all this time. What would you say to yourself? And so my part of my working parent journey is not only working for someone, but also going out on my own while being a parent. And so, uh, so double uncertainty, uncertainty in terms of launching your own business and uncertainty in uh, the schedule of a, of a child. And we had a second child. And so one thing that I've learned over these last 10 years uh, with you is flexibility, being flexible in expectations, being flexible in what you can get done in a week. And not every single time do you get done what you think you're going to get done. Amen to that. If you know, we were planning to record this first podcast together in early January. And then we had, oh, I don't know, a coup on the Capitol, lots of weather events, uh, people getting sick. And now here it is mid-March, which pretty much illustrates how expectations need to be readjusted on an ongoing basis daily. So can you say a few more words about your experience of working for yourself while parenting all these years? So I think working for yourself is first and foremost, really setting clear goals on what you hope to get done. Because if you're not clear to yourself on what you need to get done, then you can't set your own priorities. And 
So for me, prioritization and at the end of the day, whatever you're doing for yourself, it goes back to sales. I often talk about being the, uh, we often say the, you know, we talk about the bottom line, but in reality, the bottom line is the top line. And if you don't have revenue, you have nothing to count. And so part of that prioritization and working for myself was making sure that I was focusing on those top line activities and being able to do that while parenting. So in those first couple of years, it was hard not to be able to go to all those events in the evening and doing dinners and those kinds of things. And in the beginning, it was really, what could I get done between nine and five? And actually early on, 10 years ago, I was focusing on webinars to raise my profile. You know, in 2021, that's uh, quite commonplace, but uh, it's one of those things where, you know, setting priorities, setting expectations, and being able to do those things so that, you know, we could be home for dinner and we could be able to uh, work through bedtime after we had our second child and then rejiggering what that looked like in terms of how to get everybody into bath and bed and those kinds of things. So setting priorities has really uh, been helpful in all of this. Yeah, it sounds like you really do have to, you have to be your own boss and you have to be strict enough boss to set goals and actually accomplish them. I was just having a flashback to our very early days of parenting with our first son and you were working in our 900 and some odd square foot apartment condo while I was home on maternity leave and our baby was in the house. And, you know, as I'm thinking back to that, and I remember you declaring at some point, like, I can't even focus for an hour because I just need to get up and change a diaper. And there's just so much going on that it actually bears a little bit of resemblance to what's going on here in the pandemic. So that life was perhaps a preview. Can you talk a little bit about what your experience has been like working for yourself and parenting during this pandemic? So I think working for myself and parenting during this pandemic, I, it's really taken things to a whole other level because everybody's home all the time. And it's hard to be able to get the space that you need or the concentration that you need to get things done. And so this whole notion of, oh, when I'll have time, the reality is you just don't know because uh, you might be on a second grade Zoom meeting working on uh, getting your child to read or do math or whatever that looks like. So it's been really hard. It's been really hard. I'm not going to lie. It's been a year now where there has not been a consistent week at all for 52 weeks. And that's something that I still yearn for, but I realize that no longer exists. And so one of the things that I do at the beginning of the week, a big fan of uh, Daniel Pink's um, MIT, The Most Important Task. And so I often think of, okay, if I get nothing done the next day, what's that one thing I need to get done? And I make sure to knock it out. And that way I feel some sense of accomplishment before either helping making lunch or mediating a, a skirmish or making sure that uh, we're learning math in a whole new way. So it's been a real challenge. And uh, I think that for me, it's also been how can I think about you know, creating space for myself so that I can focus on what I need to focus on? Yeah. I want to reflect on Daniel Pink's MIT for a moment because I hope it's okay to share this, but you painted a wall in your office with 
dry erase paint and magnetic paint. And when this was happening, it was quite an operation. But I think it's an excellent model for anyone who has a home office right now, because as I walk by that dry erase wall, which, you know, our kids have at various points drawn on, et cetera, you've always got your MIT listed there, right? Like it's in big letters. It's, you know, what your next thing is and it's sort of in your face. So just sort of a plug for that wall. Any comments you want to make about the value of such a wall? Yeah, I, I love my wall and I know that one, I'm a visual learner. And so looking up at it and drawing it in big letters allows for me to recognize that it's there. But all the research shows that the fastest way to learn for yourself and get an idea is to write it down. So the actual act of writing my MIT down and then having it live on the wall so that I see it before I go to sleep and I recognize that's what I need to do. It's actually a great place to brainstorm. So I go to my wall when I need to be able to think things through or draw things out. I know uh, there are plenty of uh, whiteboards in offices and essentially that's all it is. It's a whiteboard that's painted onto a wall. I'm a huge fan of it. It's a great invention. Okay, so Jason, you're a career coach and one whose services are quite in demand right now given everything that's happening in the economy and lots of career transitions. And quite frankly, you're my favorite career coach because you've helped me transition any number of times. But I want, I would love for you to share what your number one career tip is for working parents right now, particularly during a pandemic. And quite frankly, as we ease back into the post-vaccine world, what's your number one career tip with your career coach hat on? So my number one tip is actually, and it's something that I talk about with my clients all the time, and that's putting your own oxygen mask on first. The whole notion of self-care is just so important and to make sure that you're doing what you need to do to be able to be present during the day. So whether that's exercise or meditation or yoga or just getting out for a walk, the ability to make sure that you can focus so that you can do your very best is the most important thing. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, then everything else is going to suck you in. So self-care is my number one tip. I was about to call you out and say like, self-care is not a career tip, but really it is all about the ability to focus and you can't focus on your career if your mind is in a million places. Okay, so let's get real on this. What is your favorite self-care strategy? And how the heck do you fit it into a day when you're working and cooking and teaching math and all that? So my favorite self-care strategy is actually breathing as if you're breathing through a straw. And that's something that you can do at any point in the day. You do it 10 times. You breathe in through your mouth through a straw, do it 10 times. It takes about a minute and you're actually slowing yourself down. And so, you know, I used to do that when I would go swimming to the public pool, and that would be my way to slow myself down. But now that I don't have swimming, I have to recreate that for myself. So breathing through a straw 10 times, one minute, it's easy, it's free. You just have to focus and do it, and it allows for you to actually recenter yourself. Yeah. I'll also add that Jason and I swap off alone time on the weekend where you know, I get three hours or so on Saturday. He gets three hours or so on Sunday. And at least for me, that's been a real mental lifesaver. Okay. So I'm going to throw a surprise career question at you now. What if your industry has been completely turned on its head during COVID? 
because I know that's happened to a lot of people. Either your workplace has gone through massive changes and you're not, no longer a part of it, or you don't want to be a part of it anymore, or your industry has been decimated. What sort of advice would you give to people in that position? Yeah, I mean, I think that you've seen a whole set of industries uh, just go by the wayside, hospitality, in-person events, all those types of things. Often when I'm working with my clients, regardless if they want to get a promotion or do a transition or what's next for me, it's really looking at your resume in a different way. It's actually looking at what are the things that you have done that you enjoy that you derive energy from that are valued in the market. And I would actually write them down. So don't write down everything that you ever, ever did. Write down the things that you are enjoying and that you're good at. And the reason you know that you're good at them is because people have given you feedback. Wow, you're really amazing at this. And then you take those things and then you look at the market, uh, whatever market you're in, whatever city that you're in, and seeing what are the types of organizations that are hiring that would need that skill set. So really, it's a hy hypothesis to test. So it's not about doing that exercise and then going to the job boards. What people miss is that really what a job is, it solves a problem. So you have a history of solving problems, and whether you're in a career for five or 10 years or 20 years or whatever that looks like. So once you identify the things that you're good at, that you have a track record in solving problems on, then you go to the relationships that you have and say, all right, here's what I've done. Here's what I'm thinking of doing as a hypothesis. What do you think? And therein lies the transition point to something new. Yeah. So it's a real iterative process where you're sort of testing these hypotheses and experimenting. And yeah, I love that way of framing it. Okay. So transitioning topics completely. Let's talk about this podcast, which, you know, you've been hearing me talk about for years and that I've been co-hosting. So other than the obvious fact of getting to work more closely with your lovely wife on something business related, what inspired you to want to join this podcast as a co-host? So yes, the opportunity to work with my lovely wife is fantastic, but it's most broadest level. I love stories. I love storytelling. I love nighttime stories with my kids, and I love hearing other people's stories. And when I heard that you and Tom were doing this podcast together and hearing the stories of the people on that podcast, for me, one of my favorite concentric circles is story and career. And so here's an amazing opportunity to go across industries and roles and sectors and cities and hear people's stories on how they are handling working parenthood. And it's gonna be a lot of fun. Because one of the things I also like to talk about in addition to stories is evolving in your career is a team sport. You don't do this alone. And so I also see this podcast as a broader community. So between storytelling and community, I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to have you, Jason. As you might know from listening to prior episodes, we always end this Parents at Work podcast with three questions for our guests that you as a guest will have an opportunity to reflect on right now. Okay, so the three questions are, one, what's your favorite piece of technology? Two, what's your favorite book, your best book recommendation for a working parent? And three, what is your best piece of advice for working parents? You know, career stuff aside. All great questions. Great way to end the podcast. So as you know, well, Lori, my favorite pieces of technology are pen and the notebook. 
So I love the pen. I love the notebook, writing things down and being able to get my ideas on paper are my favorite technologies. In, at my heart, I'm analog before I'm digital. And so remember that the pen and the notebook are still technologies that are worthwhile. Yeah. And Jason practices what he preaches here, right? So like holiday card season is like his favorite time of year because he gets to put pen and envelope and paper together. And he's also a huge, I, I'm just you know bragging on him here, but he's really good at celebrating other people's successes and, you know, make sure he's writing wow cards to his clients and colleagues. And just, um, it, he's really all about the fancy pen and the envelope and the stamp. Well, that's another thing. So you have the pen, the envelope and the stamp. So USPS.com should pay me because I love, if you go on USPS.com, their stamp selections are amazing. So they have Bugs Bunny stamps and they have nature stamps and they have thank you stamps and they have celebration stamps. So the ability to use technology, pen and paper, plus a stamp is actually a broader theme around how do you customize and how do you personalize? So using those technologies to show to people that you care, that's the joy. That's the excitement. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Okay, so now the book recommendation. And I know that you prefer reading other things, uh, say Washington Business Journal and things like that, maybe over books, but I'm sure that you still have a good book recommendation to share. So, and we had talked about him earlier. Uh, you know very well that Daniel Pink is my man crush. My favorite title of the things that he's written is To Sell as Human. And the reason I like To Sell as Human is that what he hits on is really important in that selling is listening. And listening genuinely, listening with intent, listening for understanding is a great way to connect with people and actually solve their problems. Love that. And we will put the link to To Sell is Human in the show notes. Okay. And third, your best piece of advice for working parents. Best piece of advice for working parents is ask, negotiate, ask your supervisor, is it possible for X or Y or Z? Make the ask, see if it's possible, get your employer to keep you, find every which way for your employer to keep you. But for that to happen, you have to make an ask, you have to negotiate, you have to frame it as I'm delivering value this is what I need at this moment in time. Can we work on something that gets to a point where I can have more of my day with my family and I'm also going to be able to deliver for you? So my biggest tip is negotiate, make an ask. Which really is coupled nicely with experiment, right? Like try, you never know if somebody's going to say yes or offer your supervisor an experiment, right? Like let's try XYZ for three weeks and see what happens. Excellent, Jason. I am so excited to be doing this podcast with you. This is going to be amazing. Thank you for this wonderful interview and your insights. And wait, before we go, I do want you to tell the listeners how they can find you. So you can email me at jason at readysetlaunch.net and you can visit my website www.readysetlaunch.net. Awesome. And you can find me over at mindfulreturn.com if you're a brand new parent looking for some wisdom about that transition related to parental leave. You can get our free 99 questions to ask yourself before, during, and after maternity leave on the website, mindfulreturn.com. Both of us are also on LinkedIn and all the usual social media places. So feel free to find us there. Follow me on Instagram at mindfulreturn, all those good things. 
I am so looking forward to interviewing guests together with you, Jason, in our next episode and to co-hosting on an ongoing basis. If you like this episode of Parents at Work, please share it with one working parent friend. We would also be incredibly grateful if you would rate and review this podcast wherever you downloaded it. Stay tuned for next time, where Jason and I share more working parent stories on the Parents at Work podcast. Thanks for listening.